Hi everybody, Mike Schroeder here, and I can't wait to get into the Word here with you. Uh, wasn't that a fantastic worship time together? It's so good for us to be able to worship God and experience His presence. And you know, even though we're still online, there's still a unity that comes because we know one another and we love each other, and we're loving the Lord Jesus together at a time like this. What a blessing it is. Thank you so much for allowing us to be in your home once again today. Um, what, a, what a wonderful experience it is to serve God together. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike Schroeder and my wife and I serve as pastors here at Life Church in White Rock, British Columbia. And we're so glad that you've been willing to let us come into your world. Today, I'm gonna to be uh, finishing off our Live Well sermon series. And it's uh, it's been a great journey. And uh, I'm so uh, grateful for the Word of God that is so rich. And we've gone through this uh, series. And over the last few weeks, if you've missed any of the episodes, they're available on our YouTube channel. They're available on our, uh, on our webpage. And also on your... Uh, if you download our uh, our podcast, you can hear things offline and be able to do it while you're running or perhaps uh, driving or commuting. Uh, some of the subjects that we've covered in the last few weeks are, you know, kindness and wisdom and integrity and humility and honor and love. What a great bunch of topics to talk about. And, you know, God has a plan for you and me. He wants us to experience abundant life. And that is what this is. This series is. It's called Live Well, Living Your Best Life, Living the Way God Has Intended for Us to Live, and Having a Good Approach and Good Results Because of It. Today, we're going to be closing off our series called Live Well. And today, the topic is optimism and faith. Optimism and faith. And I want to talk to you about an optimistic approach to life. And, you know, optimism and, and pessimism are usually contrasted. And some people are just kind of born that way. They have a, a sort of a, an attitude or an approach to life that's more optimistic. Others have an approach to life that's more pessimistic. And there are upsides and downsides to both of these things. But there is a connection between optimism and faith and living well. So, you know, the old adage that, you know, an optimist sees the glass half full and a pessimist sees the glass half empty. Same glass, same circumstances, same experiences in life, and one person will have a sort of a more positive view and one person will have more of a sort of a negative view. And it's I'm not here to judge you if you have a pessimistic outlook. I, I wanna help you though if I can. And I wanna encourage you to move toward optimism and faith. But let's, maybe we should look at, uh, stop and just pray about this first, okay? Can we do that? Heavenly Father, thank you that you've made us just the way we are and we have gifts and we have abilities and we have uh, perspectives and we're all important and God, you've called us to be who we are. So thank you for that. 
I pray that you'll increase our faith, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, you know, an optimist sees the glass half full and a pessimist sees the glass half empty. You know, the engineer might say that the glass is over-designed for the amount of water that's in there. And uh, if someone's a worrier, they may uh, be afraid that the, the water will evaporate overnight, you know? A physicist says the glass is not empty at all. It's half full of water and the other half, it's full of air. So the glass is actually totally full. And uh, the seminar presenter, he doesn't care at all if the glass is half empty or half full. He just wants to get the conversation going so he can take 10 minutes to figure out why his uh, PowerPoint presentation is not working. <laughs> so anyway, there's all kinds of ways of viewing life. And I want to encourage you today that let's, let's be people of faith. And that really leans itself toward optimism. You know, there's a lot of people in the world uh, that don't understand what's happened over the last 50 to uh, uh, actually 200 years. Um, do you believe this? Do you know this? Has I want you to think about the, your answer to this question. Now, in Canada, we have a view about this statistically, and uh, it's there's 6% of the people see it one way and 94% of the people see it another way. So tell me what you think. Has uh, people living in extreme poverty, uh, the number, has that number been declining for two centuries or has it been increasing? Is there more poverty in the world today than there used to be? Uh, especially in the last 20 years? Well, I want to tell you that in Canada, if, if there was a survey that came out and only 6% of people got it right, that over the last 200 years, the amount of people in the world that are living in poverty are actually decreasing, and especially in the last 20 years. How about this? Child mortality. The child mortality rate in both the, the less developed world and the least developed countries has cut in half the, more, the child mortality or infant mortality rate. Kids are healthier today than ever. And you know, I was, I was reading about this, being optimistic can be good for your health. And while having a pessimistic outlook can be detrimental actually to your health, uh, researchers have uh, have discovered that the most optimistic individuals had a 55% reduced risk of mortality of all causes and a 23% reduced risk of cardiovascular death. So it's actually better for your health if you uh, will look toward being a little bit more optimistic. Now, I want to contrast pessimism and optimism here for a moment. And, you know, pessimists, they, uh, they have temptations. And they're more tempted to disregard blessings as being too rare to impact their outlook in life. They, they don't really take, take it into consideration if they've got a lot of blessings. A lot of people in Canada feel pessimistic about the future. And yet we live in one of the most blessed, beautiful countries in the whole world. And especially if you look at all of world history, you know, we are more than blessed. Uh, 
Uh, pessimists may drift into cynicism or other negative mindsets. They, they say, oh, this always happens to me. And whether it's getting a flat tire or, you know, whether it's stubbing your toe or whatever it is, you know, their, their mind will go there. This always happens to me. In the meantime, of course, it doesn't always happen to them. Uh, they may tend to blow their problems out of uh, proportion. These are some temptations that pessimists need to look at overcoming if they're going to have a life of faith and positive expectation. Now, optimists, they have temptations as well. They may disregard barriers or um, cautionary advice from people who actually, you know, they, that are experts, people that they should listen to, they might not listen to. They tend to disregard uh, contrary advice. They tend, optimists tend to drift toward uh, pride when they have accomplishments. And they tend to lean on their own strength. I was thinking about an optimism, an optimist who, who um, in, in the movies, and it's a story based on a true story, you know, you've, the sound of music, and Julie Andrews, you know, she sings this song, I have confidence in confidence alone. Besides what you see, I have confidence in me. And actually, you know, there, that, that's not a theologically sound way to be you know, having confidence in yourself. You know, God wants us to have confidence in him and have no confidence in our flesh, in ourself. And so, you know, it's okay to have an optimistic view. I tend to kind of bounce back and forth a little bit, but, uh, you know, we need to be people of faith and our optimism has to be based on faith in God. So optimists tend to have strengths. They, uh, they tend to... Uh, find that when they're blessed, it energizes them. And optimistic, <laughs> that's easy for me to say, obstacles are seen as opportunities to overcome. And uh, someone uh, pointed out that, you know, King David, when he was, when he was fighting Goliath, he, he figured Goliath was so big, he, it's impossible to miss that guy. And so he went out to battle and he hit him right in the forehead with that, uh, with that stone from his sling. Pessimists, they have, uh, they have strengths as well. They tend to see potential challenges and it can help us keep our feet on the ground. So maybe you're a pessimist. Don't go to the negative, but go to find ways to help people avoid issues and problems. Be a problem solver uh, instead of saying, well, you know, it can't be done because of this barrier and that barrier. Yes, there's barriers and you might be well suited to find those barriers and see those things because of the way that, you know, you look at life. But don't go to the negative. Stay strong in faith. Uh, pessimists can really, uh, they, they can be people who could help formulate strategies to overcome barriers. Now, I, I want to leave you with some scriptures here today. And, uh, you know, these are scriptures that I believe are connected to this issue of being optimistic, but in the right way and having our faith in God. And God help us to be people of faith, people who believe for good things. God uh, has a heart for us, a heart of love and, and compassion. And even Jesus himself, he said, look, the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. 
listen to what the Bible says about love. And love is optimistic. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 7. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. When we walk in love and love for God and we love people around us, this is our approach to them. We don't give up on people. We don't lose faith in God. We're hopeful. We believe. We trust. That's what optimism looks like. And it's really faith. But it's faith in God. It's not just being confidential. Have confidence in confidence alone. Optimism just because you're an optimistic person. And it'll all work out. Well, it might not all work out. We have to do something about it. We have to trust in the right place, not on our own strength. We have to listen to those around us that do see obstacles so that we can avoid them and overcome them. Here in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, there is an optimism here, but it's tempered by a realism. It's tempered by having your feet on the ground, and it's tempered by a true faith where it needs to be placed, not in our own strength but in the strength that God gives. Here's Galatians chapter two and verse 20. Paul says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Now the word crucified is a, a very powerful, very packed word. There's just a lot of weight behind it. People in those days when this was written, they witnessed crucifixions and it was a horrible event. And Paul said this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. That's my passions. That's my, that's my tendency to sin. That's, that's my old way of thinking. What I've repented from, I've turned away from those things and I've turned to Christ. My old self is crucified with him. But it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So this is what he says. I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not dependent on myself. I don't just have confidence in confidence alone, but my confidence and my hope and my trust is in Jesus Christ, who loved me and gave himself for me. These are historical facts that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, and he saved me, he saved you, and if you Turn to him. If you receive him, he will give you the power, the authority to become a daughter and son of God. What a wonderful savior. And last but not least here, I want to uh, share with you from Philippians chapter four, verses 11 to 13. And he says, I've learned, Paul does, he says, I've learned to be content with whatever I have. Now, you might say, well, it's easy for Paul because he was such a mighty you know, apostle, but you got to remember he wrote this particular uh, letter from the, to the Philippians. He wrote it from prison. He was not free at that time. He was bound and in jail, and uh, he he was facing he was facing the lions uh, in, in the Colosseum. Is actually what he was facing uh, at this time. But as it turns out, he didn't. He got, he got out of prison after this. But anyways, he didn't know that. He says, I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. 
I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And this is a scripture that you've heard before. Maybe you've said it. It says this, I can do everything. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, we might think that it's only that we can experience all the positives with Christ. But actually, he says, I can experience tough times too. I've learned to be content. I've learned to be happy. And having a life of faith and having a life of optimism is actually a very, very healthy way to live. In fact, the uh, it's, research has shown that uh, that happy people are uh, grateful people are optimistic people. Uh, kind of all goes uh, in. It all goes uh, together. And God wants us to realize that He is good, that He loves us, and that He has a bright future for us. Nothing can compare to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So what we need to do here is we need to have our focus not in our own strength, because you know if we're a pessimist. We'll look at our own strength and say, oh, I can't do anything right. And if we're an optimist, we might look at our own strength and say, yeah, I can do this. And there's a place for having that confidence, but we have to remember that our confidence is found in Jesus Christ. God help us to be people of faith who put our trust in him. Now, maybe you're here today and you think, well, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a pessimistic person, but you know, I, I really don't know what to do with Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to tell you, you need to acknowledge that you need him. That's a humili- a humble thing. Not, not that God wants to humiliate us, but he wants us to be aware of our need for him. Jesus, I need you. Come on, let's pray this out loud together. Jesus, I need you. I know that in my life, I have many weaknesses and I may sometimes feel really confident and I may sometimes feel really weak, but today I'm putting my trust in you alone. Jesus, come into my life. Make me new from the inside out and I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm gonna to turn it over now to Pastor Tanya and Pastor Matt, who will close the service. They'll pray with you some more. They have some exciting news to talk about with you. Uh, I just trust that you will go with God and be blessed today.